Hi, my name's Alistair. My name's Kat, and we're bringing you Bampop Productions podcast. What is that sound in the background, Catherine? It's a Stirling engine. Oh, I love that you know that. And how does it operate? I don't know. It takes the, the cup of coffee and it turns it into mechanical something. No, is it not the heat difference? Oh, yeah, it's a, you're right. I think it's a, a heat differential right. engine. But is, but it's not a steam engine, right? It's not a steam engine. Although it is running off of steam at the moment. But it is running off of steam. Well, it's running off cold. a hot cup of coffee. Okay. Yeah. And this was part of the mechanisms that they would use in steam trains, right? No, it predated steam engines. Um, in fact, I think I think the first one was built in like 1814, 1816, something like that. And at one point, they thought the Stirling engine would kind of power the Industrial Revolution. Didn't it? It didn't, no, because steam engines came into play and they turned out to be a lot more uh, useful. And now it's a toy that I use on, on top of my coffee. Click, 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 click. Very cool. Is it going to stop? It will stop, yeah. Just let it cool down. There you go. <laughs> okay. Right on cue. Right on cue. Okay, so Twitter has been blowing up. Blowing up, yeah. With... It's been blowing up worse than ISIS. Oh my god. Twitter has been blowing it's up. Been blowing with... up worse than the Taliban. Twitter has been blowing up with blowing China, up. with the China protests. <laughs> yes. Now, it's been happening for the past couple of days I've seen on Twitter, there's been student protests, and it's now getting bigger, and it is spreading, uh, and it's in Tiananmen Square. I thought, I'm not sure about that. I thought I saw something about that, but I haven't no, been able to see anything, um, anything, uh, confirming it maybe they were close to it or something i don't know but Tiananmen square is in beijing right and there's also protests happening in shanghai right yeah and is it mostly like student-based protests or just younger people or i think it's everyone actually i saw that there was um i saw some, it's hard to know what's like verified and what's mm -hmm. not particularly coming out of china um well. there's there's a few um um, Twitter accounts that I follow that are pretty good at kind of like identifying fake uh, fake news or kind of, you know, misleading tweets and they kind of do geopolitics things. They haven't really picked up the China thing yet. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm only saying the ones that are kind of going viral. I'll be honest, I don't even know if any of these videos are actually from China over the last few days. Sometimes people just upload videos from like years ago or different locations and they say that it was this when it was actually something else. Um, they said it does look like there's protests. I saw a BBC journalist was arrested yesterday, I think. Why? Uh, he was just reporting on them, so they, they arrested but him. But don't official reporters have so-called <clears throat> licence there? Like, wouldn't uh, they have... Not in China. ...boxes ticked? You'd think so, but then so again... So were the police just being difficult? I think they were arrested. And the police will have the right to arrest yeah. anyone that's, quote-unquote, causing trouble. Um... <laughs> I think, though, I did see that... I think it's quite a broad range of people that are protesting. This was sparked after... A broad range? So it's not just the youth? It's not just the youth. It's not just students. It seems to be um, lecturers joining them from certain universities. and quite, Lecturers? Quite now, that's interesting. Quite prestigious universities as well. So um, it doesn't look like there's anyone that's not going to 
feeling it at the moment, but be interesting to see how it goes. You know, the last time this got quite big and it threatened the, the Chinese state, they just, you know, shot a few thousand people and uh, that was it. So, Well, to be fair, over. that was 1989 before the birth of the internet and online yeah. platforms that make news spread faster. Yeah, completely. So the climate has changed, but I guess my point is... What are the reasons, according to what you've read, for these protests that seem to have very suddenly just sprang up? Like, what's the reasons that you're hearing that is happening? Because protesting in China, am I right in saying it's not particularly common? Yeah, like, It's right. not a done thing in a country sure. as autocratic and punitive, yeah. right? So is it just me or would you say these protests just seem to have happened? Like, it seems very sudden, or is that just the reporting? It's funny, like, I think often things build under the surface for a long time with tensions. It's very easy to identify it afterwards, but um, there has been some kind of growing disquiet with Xi Jinping in particular. Like, the the Communist Party tried to bring in, um, over the last, you know, decades and decades, tried to bring in... um, new checks and balances on power to prevent another sort of cult of personality, like to prevent another Mao, um, Mao Zedong. Xi Jinping's got around all of those and has kind of built that into himself. So he's president for life. He holds positions on enough of the committees in the Communist Party to kind of have complete control over... He's a one-man band. He is, yeah, completely. And it's been like that for a while. I think that's upset quite a few people, actually, to be honest. like The, the country did try to get away from that, um, although it's hard to criticise the leadership. So I think you could point to a lot of different things and say, well, there has been disquiet for some time or people aren't happy. I think genuinely this comes down to the zero COVID policy, like it's restrictions that people just can't handle. It's far more than anything that happened in the West. People are, you know, barricaded into their homes. The event that's been identified as sparking this was the the burning down of a, of an apartment block. And these people couldn't get out or they didn't want to get out because of the punitive sentences that I they would have received don't because know. they had left the building. I think they just couldn't get out. I think it was a kind of pretty normal like apartment block fire, as much as that's a normal thing. And they physically were not allowed to leave the I building. I know, I think they couldn't get out. I don't know, though. I would suspect they couldn't get out. Meaning what? people had blocked them in. No, not necessarily. I think they just couldn't get out in time. So that happens sometimes in, in high-rise towers. Like, if there's a... That happened at Grenfell, remember? Like, there was a fire. Very quickly. Yeah. Well, also, they were told not to leave the apartments as well. They were, fair. but once... They were advised yeah. incorrectly in hindsight. But once you make a decision like that, like you only have a few minutes before the, the situation makes a decision for you. So I think um, I think it was a pretty normal one. Anyway, people are blaming the COVID restrictions not for the fire or people getting out, but I think people are blaming the COVID restrictions on, on hampering the emergency services getting there in time, which who even knows if that's true or not, but it seems to have galvanized, the deaths of these families has kind of galvanised people around this and this is what's causing the protests. Um, however, the, the protests have very quickly spread to anti-censorship rules, so people want to be able to talk and share ideas freely. Um, and that seems to be the main butt of the protest now. It's anti-COVID and also anti-censorship. So um, interestingly, some of the chants seem to be for universal rights, universal human rights. Um, Which is what you've always been told in the media that the Chinese don't want. Yeah, right. Yeah, that they're all about <laughs> money and power yeah. and, and like autocracy. So yeah. that seems 
a contradiction to me in relation to what I've read. Yeah. Um, so is it fair to say that maybe from what from what you've gathered, this is the extra COVID-19 restrictions that have mm -hmm. been laid upon people, broadly speaking, is the straw that breaks the camel's back? The, yeah, the, the straw that brings the camel back. I guess my point to you is that why... Okay, so there's two points that I want to make. Why is China, i.e. President Z, why have they imposed such punitive COVID-19 restrictions when most people, from what I've read, have been vaccinated and most other countries aren't doing it? Yeah. Secondly... Why in a country that's so autocratic, that's so punitive, are these so-called protests not being just absolutely smashed apart? Mm -hmm. So those are my two points. So can you elaborate on that? I think on the first one, the main reason is people... China doesn't have the same health care infrastructure as, say, Western countries. Plus, they haven't had the same level of immunity that comes from having catching the virus and letting it spread through the population. So because they've had a, a COVID-0 policy from the beginning, if they were to let the, the virus rip through the population, I've seen some estimates that say that China could lose 30 million people to the virus. Um, I, that seems a bit high to me, but... Even if you're looking at 5 to 10 million, it's an unacceptable number. And actually, Is I... It? I think so. I'm, From a calculated perspective, with China having more than a billion people... It's, it's a mortality rate consistent with, yeah, the virus everywhere else, but... But they have so many people. You're getting it all in and one go. And it would goal. hit people that are older, that you're are trained right. in society. So, a trained in society. Well, not that I think this. That's what people say, I know. But if you're looking at it from a very cold, calculating yeah. position... Couldn't you say that the Chinese being a practical lot mm -hmm. and a pragmatic lot... If they could afford to lose a couple of million in the context of their population as a whole being more than one billion, bearing in mind that it will be probably people that are older yep. that drain resources in mm -hmm. general, then why such strong restrictions? Bear in mind that a lot of them are now vaccinated because China was very yeah. big on vaccination. Could it be that the government just wants to control, 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 and now it's really beginning to snap people? People have said that. I actually don't think that's necessarily true. No. I think... Why? So I think that it's an autocratic state. Of course, they need some level of control and they want that control. I completely agree with that. However, I think the society is clearly not as stable as it appears from the outside. There are growing movements of people asking for like human rights, demanding a, a, a lifting of censorship and, and people that kind of do want to, I guess, have universal human rights like that seems to be something that people generally like and want <laughs> in general um but i think that as far as covid goes a big part of it is control it surely is however i do think the main thing is just that given that the that their state isn't maybe completely stable not that it's unstable but just that it's not guaranteed stability I think that, yeah, the COVID restrictions could cause that instability to come out and for there to be protests and riots. I also think that if you had a situation where there were millions of people dying in a short space of time, I think that could also cause instability. So it's a real, it's a difficult question. Even if your question is only what brings about the most stability for the autocratic leadership, it's a difficult question whether it's COVID restrictions or 
dealing with the deaths that come from opening up and letting the letting the virus spread. I have to say, I think that the numbers probably are going to be quite high of the deaths and probably in a very short space of time. On top of that, they don't have, I say, as I say, the, the medical infrastructure to maybe deal with it in the same way that Western countries did. I think it would be challenging and I think it would really um, have people question the um, capacity of the Communist Party to lead and to... Um, provide if that was happening. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think it's it, it's a split. Like part of it is probably just pure control and wanting control. I also think I think the bigger part of it though is that it's um, it's genuinely what what would have the most stability. And I think um, yeah, there are dangers of letting the dangers to the rule of the Communist Party letting the virus just spread. Okay, that was interesting to hear. What about your elaboration on my second point is that China being such an autocratic and punitive state, mm -hmm. why aren't they clamping down on the protests? Could it be because they think he'll burn out or could it be because they're afraid of the repercussions or could it be that Xi's afraid too? Because he's not been afraid of really silencing yeah. his opponents sure. <laughs> or cracking down prior. Yeah. But now when it's called for to crack down on these, it does seem they've been a bit slow to start to beat people up if you will so, so is there a reason for that in your opinion like what are your thoughts on that they're arresting they are they do seem to be arresting the leadership of the at these protests and they are so they are arresting people they are violently clamping down i think we're just not seeing like Tiananmen square level massacres we're not seeing them clamping down no what i'm saying is we're not seeing them shoot protesters it's dead the level in back the in 1989 yeah in in comparison so they're being maybe in comparison to somewhat light-handed i wouldn't i think by any western standard we'd call this heavy-handed yes i think if there were but videos, compared to the 1989 one they're being slightly light-handed in comparison yeah. to how they dealt with things in 1989 right yeah i think they're they, but not that light-handed i don't think it would be you could call the it light-handed but i do think they are like trying to beat the, the protesters like, yeah right. they, so are, they are really they are to arresting them. protesters but I think that's kind of an interesting point. We do know that the Chinese state is prepared to go further and that'll be interesting if it comes to that kind of head because it doesn't seem to be slowing down at the moment. But there's, there is a kind of playbook that countries can use to, like, understanding crowd control and civil disobedience. Like, we've seen a lot of that in modern times and there are playbooks for how to deal with that. Like, people, like, human behaviour is fairly well known. So, you know, you don't need to go in with all guns blazing immediately. Most of the time, these things die out by themselves. People vent a bit of steam. And I, I don't know what the, the, like, the kind of rules of it are, but your China's pretty good at dealing with it. They've dealt with Hong Kong and those democracy protests for some time. And um, it was a very slow process. Just let it kind of, you know, the movement tire itself out and just slowly kind of clamp your control over over that political system. Um. I the, the you know so long as the military's kind of in check and they're loyal to the party, there's probably not a huge risk to the the party leadership. But it'll be interesting to see how that goes and how many people come out onto the streets. Right now, it is a fairly small group of people that are actually braving onto the streets. The precautions are are severe, but if they get emboldened, they might have to do it before it builds. But at this point in time, I think they're probably confident that they can. They don't also they just they don't have any real good options as well. So like. At this point, it may just be that 
I think, as you said, we've got the internet now, so people will spread that, you know, if there is a, a massacre or a shooting, that news will spread and it probably won't be taken too well. It might escalate things and, like, be a surefire, the party's over kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think partly, you know, let these things play out over a long time and they normally do die down themselves, but also they probably don't have a great options for it. There isn't really a really obvious thing they can do to... I say even just lifting the restrictions just isn't really an option. I'm I'm almost certain that if they did lift the restrictions today, um, and the level of of death that the virus brings to the country, I think that would cause instability as well. They're probably not. Yeah, they probably don't have a lot of options to to deal with it. I think is maybe hmm. one of the reasons. Well, I guess my question is then. How will this all pan out in the long run? I guess we'll need to... Wait and see. Who knows? Wait and see it's... and stay tuned and maybe do another pod tomorrow to see. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. And interestingly, um, I don't know if this is up yet, but the National Grid in the UK is possibly announcing... Cuts? Cuts. Cuts um, to power? Yeah, so... What does that mean as in there's not enough power? They're looking to start their um, emergency rationing, which means paying households to not use power in the evening. Right. So they said they're going to make a decision about 2.30 today. It's just gone past that. And I'm wondering if there's any news on that here. In the past couple of decades, apart from during the coal miner strike, was there ever needs to ration power in the UK? I'm not sure actually. I'm sure there there must have been other times. Like, really, if you I go, can't remember. If you go back to the war, then obviously there's rules there. Like well, World yeah, war II, but I meant like more recently, modern, the past few decades. Like I don't mean kind of like wartime. There's been it, the the thing is though, like the UK has such a, a wide range of energy sources. So there have been rationing of petrol, uh, from time to time, depending on different events. Um, that's happened um, a few times. I don't know about the national grid, though. Um, this may be the first time in sort of modern history that that's happened, but I don't know. This doesn't sound like a positive. Well, I'll have to wait and see. Oh, God, okay. So, listeners, stay tuned to find out what happens with that and the China protests as well. Okay. Bye from Kat. Bye from Alistair. Bye from Bampot Productions Podcast. Check us out online at Bampot Pod. At Bampot Pod. At Bampot Pod. Okay, okay bye. Bye.